Welcome back. It's me, the Susan Anime, and you are listening to Sloth Under the Sea with me. And we will be talking about movies, TV shows, books, fun holidays, everything from other countries to does this still hold up to this day? From, like, rub brats to, like, as told by Ginger, to Movie Monday, to True Creepy Things Tuesday, to whatever I feel like talking about, because this is my podcast, and I hope you all will stay and listen to me and have some good old-fashioned podcast fun, and we'll try to stay as calm as we can, but let's get into it, and let's all have some fun listening, and you can also see me sometimes on YouTube doing my podcast as well. Okay, here we go. Okay, today the content could be a little more chore for audiences. So please, as someone before listening to this video, it's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission. This is a kid disclaimer. This is made for kids. Always ask a parent, guardian, or someone who is in charge of you before watching, buying, listening to, or doing anything in my podcast, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I also hope you all have a wonderful day and enjoy some of these videos and podcasts and different things that I do. And remember, don't always do stuff you see at home. You should be cautious and make sure it's the right thing for you. And make sure your parents are okay with it or your guardian. I also hope you all have a wonderful, great day, afternoon, and night. And I hope every kid out there is enjoying their free time. And have a great, wonderful day and enjoy my stuff. Okay, today, because it's Wednesday, we are going to talk about something I've been... Okay, now this is going to sound really weird because I don't know if any of you know this, but there is this girl called Pippi Longstocking. is a fictional character who originally appeared in a children's book by Swedish author. Pippi is an unusual and spirited nine-year-old girl. She has supernatural strength and is easily able to lift her horse with one hand. She often mocks and tricks adults she encounters. She usually reverses her worst behavior for the most con considering adults. Pippi only really gets angry when someone treats her horse badly or her pet monkey. Like Peter Pan, Pippi does not want to grow up. She is the daughter of a pirate captain, has adventurous tales to tell. She has four best friends, her horse, a monkey, and her 
neighbors' children, Tommy and Annika. The first three Pippi Longstocking books were published in uh, 1945 to 1948. Pippi Longstocking, Pippi Goes on Board, Pippi in the South Seas, movies. The first movie about Pippi Longstocking was filmed in 1949. The movie is based on three of the books, but several storylines were changed and characters were removed and added. Pippi's character is played by... Uh, I have no idea how to say her name. An American movie version from Columbia Pictures for release in 1988. It was called The Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. The movie was directed by a British director, Ken. In 1961, the NBC's children television series Shirley Temple's book, storybook showed an episode of Pippi Longstocking. It was the 15th episode, episode in the show's second season and the 16th minute episode first aired on January 8th, 1961. The episode is historically important. It was the first time a child played Pippi in a television or movie adaptation. The first American television or movie adaptation of the book. So I am only in my 27, going on 28, and I have a daughter, so she's around nine. Um, I don't know how I got to know this puppy, but I know some of these. Was created in 1968 and the stories were based on the books. There was an animation version of Pippi. Pippi Longstocking, the character Pippi Longstocking is a nine-year-old girl. At the first, oh, okay, at the start of the first novel she moved into Villa, Villa Cool. The house she shares with her monkey named Mr. Nelson and a horse that is not named. Actually, they just call him horse. Not named in the novel, but called Le Leah Garbled in the movies. Pippi soon best friends the two children living next door, Tommy and Annika. With her suitcase of gold coins, Pippi maintains an independent lifestyle without her parents. Her mother died soon after her birth. Her father, Captain Longstocking, goes missing at sea, ultimately turning up as king of a South Sea island. Despite periodic attempts by villains, authorities affords to make her conform to um, what a child's life should be. Pippi happily lives free from social issues. According to Eva, Pippi loves her freckles and her tatted clothes. She makes not the slightest attempt to suppress her wild imagination or to adopt good manners. Pippi also has a poncho for storytelling, which often takes the form of tall tales. When discussing Pippi long sucking, explain that Pippi represents my own childhood longing for a person who was power, but not abusive. Development. Uh, the name. Pippi Longstocking became popular in Sweden upon publication um, 
and Pippi Longstocking was uh, translated to American English. An influenced television adaptation of Pippi Longstocking. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. An actor portrayed Pippi in front of a scale model of Villa Villa Cuda at Longing World. A screenshot of 1969 television series showing uh, as Pippi Longstocking. I want to find Pippi's real name because her name is so not Pippi's Longstocking's real name. I just... Okay. Pippolatus Delicatesis Windowshade Macklemic. Yeah, Pippi claims her full name is Pippolatus Delicatesis Windowshade Macklemic Evernefer Daughter Longstocking. Whew, that is a mouthful, but that is her real name. And if you've never seen it, she has red hair with her in braids. And she wears a lot of clothes that has like patches. She has long, like curly boots and stockings that are mismatched. In the movie, she scrubs her floor while wearing brushes on her foot. She also likes to lift her horse up above her head. She takes her friends on some crazy adventures. She makes cookies on her floor as well. But she also has like gold. The new adventures of Peppy Glock stocking was a pretty decent one as well. But she always has like red hair, blue eyes, and freckles. She has an animation tell like an animated series that you can sometimes find on YouTube. Poopy Long Stocking. It's interesting because oh, here's something. Villa Villa Coola. Yep. From New Avengers of Poopy Long Stocking is on sale for 750k. I don't know what K means. I wanna guess thousand, but I don't know. Remember Peppy Longstocking? If not, we've got ourselves a Pippin Virgin. <laughs> She's the fun-loving girl from 1940s and 1950s series of a children's book by Swedish author Linda Green. Throughout the years, the red-headed hair pigtail girl story have been adapted for the screen, including in the 1987's classic movie, The New Adventures of Peppy Longstocking. Now the 131-year-old captain's house in the old town section of Finland Beach, Beach, Florida. That's where I, I live in the U.S., so that's close. That served as the fictional home of Longstocking, known as Villa Villa Coola in the movie, is certainly on the market. One of the most photographed homes on beach. This famous 2,200 square foot two-story home is the stuff movie magic is made of. It's listed at 700 and, no, 
7500. Okay, a lot of money. Originally built in the 1880s by Hasbro pilot and builder James Bell, the home faces west overlooking the Alma River. Although it could be definitely used some upgrades, it's in quirky charm. Gold, scarves, circles, diamonds, and crosses. There's even pretty stained glass in the entry. And check out those original heart panel floors. And the front of the home looks different than you remember from the movie. That's because the interior of the house shown in the film is a fake fade, which was constructed on the side of the house according to the Island Museum of History. If you choose to call Pippi aboard your own, you should know that it's still a tourist destination. Kids often dress up like Pippi to stop by to snap selfies in front of the house. Villa Villa Coola. That is so cool. So I hope you all enjoyed this podcast today. Have a great day. Bye for now. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope you all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope you all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okie dokie, artichokey. Ah, break it's now. Today we're going to talk about seagulls. Yes, seagulls. Those adorable birds. A seagull is a type of seabird. Over 50 species of seagull can be found around the world. Some species inhabit deserts and translate habitats that are far from water. They are ancient birds and have existed on the planet for at least 30 to 33 million years. In some areas, they are considered pests because they are noisy, release large quantities of droppings, and damage property. Yeah, I've seen a seagull, my grandma saw a seagull literally take food out of someone's hand while holding it. The wild population seagull is large and stable. They are not endangered. Seagulls can drink salt water. I don't even think humans can do that. If you want to learn about humans, let me know. They have engated legs, web feet, and a strong body. They are very intelligent birds. In the wild, seagulls can live for 10 to 15 years. 
They are known for stealing food from other birds, animals, and people. They eat insects, earthworms, small rodents, reptiles, and almost any food they find. The great black-beaked ghoul is an aggressive hunter, private, and scavenger. It is a fairly ghoul that breeds on Europe and North America coasts and islands. They are a large ghoul with con contrasting white mirrors at the wing tips, pinkish legs, and yellow bills with orange or red near the lower tip of the bill. I've seen mostly these. These are the ones I see a lot of the time. They're incredibly annoying. <laughs> the species can be found breeding in coastal areas from Russia, Scandinavia, the Baltic Sea to the coast of Northwest Europe, and as far as South Carolina in the United States. They are opportunist feeders that scanish for food from refuge dumps. They spend most of their time roosting or lounging and don't spend as much time foraging at these dumps. Other common ghouls. Black-headed ghoul. The black-headed ghoul is a small ghoul that breeds in many parts of the world, including Europe and Canada. Some birds rise in northeast North America. Actually, this might be... Okay, I've seen a lot of seagulls. There's so many. The black-headed ghoul have, has a variety of different behaviors and adaptations, including removing eggshells from the nest. After hatching, ben begging conditions between siblings and board. This ghoul has a chocolate brown head, pale gray body, black tip through the primary wing feathers, and red bill and legs, and weighs from 190 to 400. They are found in Europe, across the peninsula, in eastern China and Japan, and northeast North America and Canada. European ghouls. Europeanicals? We have a lot of seagulls. I've seen tons of them because when I go to the beach, that's all there is. The hearing ghoul is a large bird with a variety, varied diet, including fish and crustaceans, as well as some plants that have been harmed in recent years, possibly by fish population declines and compassion. The American hairy ghoul bred in Alaska, Canada, and Northeast United States. European hearing ghoul have a dark tail and are darker than immature birds. The European hearing ghoul can have very have yellow legs in the Baltic Sea, but only if it's bred with a gray-legged hearing ghoul. The European hearing ghoul is an opportunist to scavenger for grub. Landfills, people, coasts, anywhere. The kelp ghoul, also known as the 
Stamanical is a bird of prey found around the coasts of South America, Australia, and New Zealand. It has the common name of the black beagle, the southern black beagle, and the mollyhawk. It's a species of a ghoul with black wings and upper parts white head and upper part yellow bill with a red spot, greenish and yellow eyes. Vega ghoul? Okay. It's a species of large ghoul that breeds in Northeast Asia and it has been regarded as a separate species of the American hearing ghoul or part of the Caspian ghoul. Why is there so many seagulls? Holy cow, I didn't know there was this many. Okay, I'm trying to find anything. Okay, seagulls learn, remember, and even pass on behavior such as stomping their feet in a ground to intimidate rainfall and trick or throws them to coming the surface. Seagulls are very clever. They learn, remember, and even pass on behavior such as stomping their feet in a group to intimidate rainfall. Seagull's intelligence is clearly demonstrated by a range of different feeding behaviors such as dropping hard shell muscles under rocks so they can break open so they can eat them, and following pogos in fields where they know upturn grabs and other food sources will be plentiful. Seagulls are attentive and caring parents, the male and female pair for life, and they take turns in cabbating the egg and feeding the protecting the chicks. Ghouls have a complex and highly developed respiratory for communication, which a range of body movement. Seagulls can drink both fresh and salt water. Most animals aren't able to do this, but seagulls have a special pair of glands that right above their eye, which is specifically designed to flush the salt from their system through the opening in the bill. There is a great deal of diversity in between different ghoul species, with the smallest being the little ghoul, about 120g and 29cm, and the largest being the great black beak ghoul, 1.575 or 75cm. A small clan halfway up their lower leg enables them to sit and roast on high ledges without being blown off. Young ghouls form nursery flocks <laughs> where they will play and learn visual skills for adulthood. Nursery flocks are watched over by a few adult males and these flocks will remain together until the birds are old enough to breed. In Native America symbols, the seagull represents a carefree attitude, ver versity, and freedom.
many seagulls have learned to converse energy by hovering over bridges in order to absorb rain, racing heat from paved roadways. Seagulls are fondly remembered in Utah for helping Mormon settlers deal with a plague of crickets. The seagull is now the state bird of Utah and a monument in Salt Lake City known as the Miracle of the Ghouls. These are some things I didn't even know about seagulls, so I hope you all enjoy. Have a great weekend. So today, we are talking about owls. around 200 different owl species. Owls are active at night. Nocturnal. A group of owls is called a parliament. P-A-R-L-I-A-M-E-N-T. Most owls hunt insects, small mammals, and other birds. Some owl species hunt fish. Owls have powerful claws, which help them catch and kill prey. Owls have large eyes and a flat face. Owls can turn their head as much as 270 degrees. Owls are farsighted, meaning they can't see things close to their eyes clearly. Owls are very quiet and fight flight compared to other birds of prey. The color of owls' feathers help them blend into their environment. Camouflage. Barn owls can be recognized by their heart-shaped face. Okay. Many owl species have A-S-Y-M-M-E-R-T-I-C-I-A-L ears. When located at different heights on the owl's head, their ears are able to pinpoint the location of sound in multiple de de demonstrations. Ready, aim, strike. The eyes of an owl are not true eyeballs. Their tube-shaped eyes are completely immarable, proving bionically vision, which fully focuses on their prey and boosts depth perception. Owls can rotate their neck 270 degrees. A Boiling point system collects blood to power their brain and eyes when neck movement cuts off circulation. A group of owls is called a, the same word I said earlier, the organic from C.S. Lewis' description of a meaning of an owl in the Chronicle of Narnia. Owls hunt other owls. Great horned owls are the top predator of the small buried owls. In fact, owls are insanely good hunters. The tiniest owl is in the world is elf owl, which is five to six inches tall and weighs about one and a half ounce. One and one one no one and a half in ounce. Dang. The largest Native American owl 
in appearance is the Great Grey Owl, which is up to 30 inches tall. The Northern Hawk Owl can detect primarily by sight a vol to uh, eat up to half a mile away. In fat ears, one mice are plentiful, usually enormous barrel owls are part to be promising because because easy prey means less work for parent feedings their young. Males have been caught mating with up to three females, while females have been seen with at least one BEAU on the side. Barn owls swallow their prey whole, bones, skin, and all. They eat up to a thousand mice a year. Northern Saul wheat owl can travel long distances over large bodies of water. One showed up seven miles from shore near New York. Not all owls hoop. Barn owls make hissing sounds. The eastern screech owl whining like a horse and sawwee owls sound like well an old western sharpening a saw, hence the name. Owls are Z-Y-G-O-D-A-C-T-Y, which means their feet have two forward-facing toes and two backward-facing toes. Unlike most other Z-Y-G-O-D-A-C-T-Y birds, however, owls can provide one of their back toes for it to help them grip the wall. Owls are birds from the order stripe form, which includes over 200 species of most solitary and nocturnal birds of prey, typically by an upright stance, a large board head, binocular vision, binocular hearing, sharp holes, and feathers adapted for slight flight. Expectation include the northern hawk owl. Owls hunt mostly small mammals, insects, and other birds, although a few species specialize in hunting fish. They are found in regions of the earth except the polar ice caps and some remote islands. Owls are divided into two families. The true or typical owl family, S-T-I-G-I-D-A-E, and the barn iron owl, T-Y-T-O-N-I-D-A-E. A group of owls is called P-A-R-L-I-A-M-E-N-T. Owls possess large forward-facing eyes and ear holes, a hawk-like beak, a flat face, and usually a concept circle of feathers, a facial disc, and around each eye. The feathers make up the distance that can adjust 
a chest. Okay, sorry. Adaption to nope. No, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Adjust to sharply focused sounds from varying distances onto the owl's place ear cavities. Most birds of prey have eyes on the side of their head, but this dermal nature of the owl, foreign face, eyes permanent. The great sense of deportation necessary for low light hunting. Although owls have bionicle hearing, vision, their large eyes are fixed in their sockets, as are those of most birds. So they must turn their entire heads to change view. So owls are far sighted, but they are unable to clearly see anything within a few centimeters of their eyes. Caught prey can be felt by owls with the use of lump palms, hair-like feathers on the beak and feet that act as feelers. Their vis far vision, particularly in low light, is exceptionally good. Owls can rotate their heads and necks as much as 260 70 degrees. Owls have 14 neck fire vertebrae compared to 7 in humans, which makes their necks more flexible. They also have adaptation to their circulation system, permitting rotation without clotting off blood to the brain. The form found more in the vertebrae through which the vertebral pass are about 10 times the demeter of the attorney instead of about the same size as A-R-T-E-R-S in humans. Okay. Mm -hmm. The vertebrae arteries enter the central vertebrae higher than the birds, giving the vessel some slack and viral, oh, some slack and the carted unite in a large A-N-A-S-T-O-M-O-S-I-S -S or junction, the largest of any bird preventing blood supply from being cut off while they rotate their necks. There's a lot more fucks about owls that I did not know. We could continue talking about owls and other birds another day. I hope you all enjoy. Have a good day. Bye for now. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today and the sponsor and ad will be right back. 
I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okie dokie, Artichokey. Ah, break it's now. Okay, today we are going to be talking about for the Gummy Bears Podcast Land. Well, Gummy Bears Podcast Land. Platypuses. And you probably would like to know how I thought about platypuses. I was watching TikTok, so if you're 13 and up, you understand this. Or if you watched your parents' TikTok, my daughter tries to steal mine. Or go through videos, and I'm like, no, no, you're too little. You're too little for TikTok. And she looks at me like, Mom, I am nine going to be ten. I'm like, but you're too little. And she's like, no, I'm not. Stop saying I'm little. It's a whole thing. But anyway, I was watching TikTok and I found Dr. Doofensmurtz, the voice actor, and he was actually making TikToks. And he's like, oh my goodness, the San Diego Zoo has an actual platypus. And I'm like, hey, what do I have for my animal podcast and I'm like oh I don't think I did platypuses yet but I was like yay I could do a platypus story platypuses the platypus are two species of in China and the world's only mana term or egg laying mammal what do they look like about half the size of a household cat Adult males and females can differ greatly in size and weight. The average male platypus is about 15 centimeters long, had the tail, while females measure about 43 centimeters. Platypuses are dark brown on their backs and generally light brown on their bellies. Under their long, corso outer hair, is fine, dense under fur, which is oily in texture. This fur ranges in color from gray to dark brown, with this slightly flatted stem-lined body and sh- short and short legs. Snout. They are well adapted for swimming. They look so cute. I know that I talked about green platypuses, so I'll have to type that in, so sorry if you're hearing clicking. Clicking, click, click, clack. <laughs> so many clickings. Okay. Okay. The forelegs push the animal through the water, while their hind legs tail behind, acting as suitable rotters. When dipping and burrowing or moving on land, platypuses can fold away through flat feet extensions. The name platypus means flat feet. The platypus 
has no outer ear lobe, and both its eyes and ears close when it dies. It has very sharp vision or long distance, but because its eyes are towards the top of its head, it cannot see objects directly under its nose. The duck-like bill of the platypus is a flexible, soft, and very sensitive organ. It helps the animals to find its way, to search for food, to pick up electric discharges from its prey. Although it has no teeth, the platypus uses grinding plates on the upper and lower surface of the jaw to chew its food. The platypuses keep its body temperature constant by controlling the heat products from native bush. It can reduce blood flow to areas of its body that have no fur, particularly its tail, rear feet, and bills. Its fur is waterproof and traps an installing layer of air textures to skin, protecting themselves. Platypuses are shy animals and usually and will usually dive underwater to swim away from an attacker. However, if unable to escape, male platypuses will try to stab an attacker with a hollow spouse on their hind legs. Thus, spouse are connected to a skull containing poison strong enough to kill a dog. Wow. Did you know that platypuses and two species of E C H I C H E C H I D N A are the world's only monitors or leg egging animals. The name monitor comes from the fact that these animals only have a single opening for reproduction and getting rid of body waste. When the first platypus specimen was sent to England for identification, its appearance was so strong that it has thought to be a hoax. An animal that had a muzzle like a duck bill and carried a tail like a beaver was said to be an impossibility. Since then, scientists have come to accept that this Australian native is very real, but it's something of a rarity. Where do they live? Platypuses commonly live in rivers, streams, and lakes of Eastern Australia from the Annanen rivers in northern Queensland to the far south of Victoria and Tasman. They are found in the major Parliament River streaming in the south of MSW, west of Great Diving Range, and occasionally in South Australia. Out of water, Palacusas spend most of their time in burrows, which have been dug into the riverbanks with their entrance usually above water level. The animal uses a number of short resting burrows as protection from predators and temperatures extremes. Burrows used for nesting tend to be more elaborate with many side branches. What do they eat? Mainly in nut Natural animal, the platypus can be seen during the early morning and late evening. It spends about half its time in the water feeding. In fact, it can spend up to 10 hours in the water at any time, one time. 
Normally, a platypus stays underwater for about two to one minutes. But if disturbed, it may stay underwater for up to 10 minutes. The platypus usually catches its food underwater, shifting through the gravel and mud of the riverbed. A great deal of mud can be consumed in this product. The platypus fills its cheeks pouches with unrich food, and when it was finished feeding its rest on the water surface to grind shallow the food, its diet contains mainly of riverbed animals such as insects, larvae. However, it also eats freshwater shrimp and may catch adult insects on the surface of the water. Breeding Platypus's breeding season is in spring, running from October to March in NSW. The animals build a nesting burrow up to 30 meters in length, containing a nesting chamber. This chamber is about 30 centimeters square. It's packed with vegetation. Before she lays her eggs, the female platypus plugs the burrow in one or more places. This may protect the mother and her eggs from predators and keep the nesting chamber at a stable temperature and humidity level. Between one and three lazy eggs are laid. They're incredibly incubated by the mother, who curls around the eggs with her tail laid over them. When the young platypus hatches, they are fed milk by their mother because platypuses do not have treats. Milk is transferred from the mother's mama glands to the skin, and the young slacker her undurable fur. The youngs are suckled in the burrow until up to three or four months of age when they venture into the open to see daylight and the river for the first time. Tree Threats The biggest threat to a platypus is the loss of habitation, especially land cleaning and dams that disturb the natural water flow and predators. Natural enemies of the platypus include snakes, water rats, gunnus, and introduced animals such as foxes, cats, and dogs. Oh, I didn't know that cats and dogs had issues with platypuses. That is so interesting. Today we're going to talk about chihuahuas. They are known by several other names, including the Amazon dog and the Texas dog. These dogs have the world's largest brain in size relative to their own overall body size. The Chihuahua Club of America was founded in 1923. Chihuahua puppies have a soft spot on their heads called a molar. Generally, this thought closes up after a year after their birth. In some cases, it remains for the entire life. These puppies born with floppy ears will start standing effect when they are about six months old. They are certainly not big eaters. They only need about half a cup of food for the entire day. Despite their small size, 
They are known to be aggressive and defensive. Chihuahuas made their first ever appearance in artwork in 300 BCE. Female individuals shed more hair compared to the males. Their place of origin is not clear. They are believed to have been European or Asian origins. A good health and well look after Chihuahua can live up to 20 years. Although 12 to 15 years would be more than average lifespan. Although they are tiny dogs, also remember that all dog breeds need regular exercise no matter the large. Chihuahuas remain a rarity in the early 20th century. An American Kettle Club did not register a Chihuahua until 1904. In a 1520 letter, Harrison wrote that Aztecs raised and sold the little puppies as food. Colonial record refers to small, nearly hairless dogs at the beginning of the 19th century, one of which claimed 16th century for found them plentiful in the region later known as Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas are the smallest breed recognized by Kennel Club. Current breed standards defined by persisting specific on apple head or apple like dune skull. Chihuahuas have large round eyes and large effect ears set in a high dramatic round skull. So my dog Kenzie is 43.2% Chihuahua, 50.0 Yorkshire Terrier, 6.8 unresolved. Chihuahuas often range above these weights, even above 10 LP. If they have large bone structure or are allowed to become overweight, this does not mean that they are not pure Chihuahua. They just need to not, they just do not meet the requirements to enter a confirmation show. Overshaped Chihuahuas are seen as some of the best and worst born ones. Chihuahuas do not breed true for size, and puppies from the same litter can mature in distinctly different sizes from one another. Also, larger breed females are less likely to experience dyslexia. Many breeders try to breed chihuahuas to be as small as possible because those make marketed as teacups. A tiny teacup determines their high prices. Chihuahuas are in variety any of the color combination for solid to mark or splash. So let's see what... Okay. Obstructed labor. Okay. 
is when the baby does not exit the pelvis during childbirth. That is what the confirmation show. A dog show is an event where dogs are executed. Exhibit. A confirmation show also refers to a breed show. It's a kind of dog show with a judge familiar with a special dog breed. A adventurous individual pure bred dogs for how well the dogs confirm to the lavish breed type or their breeds as distinguished in a breed's individual breed show. Such shows are useful to breeders as a means of evaluating dogs for breeding purposes. A confirmation competition, competition, competition for a recurring nature national kennel club is generally considered a reasonable objective invitation of meter as it indicates that the dog has been found to be a superior example of its breed by a number of different judges on a number of separate occasions. Many breeds consider champions a prerequisite for breeding. Confirmation show has been controversial as critics argue that the show encourages selective breeding of traits and lower genetic diversity, which deduces the health, happiness, and longevity of the dog. The first modern competition dog show was held in Newcastle Town Hall in Newcastle, Upton, England in Exercise. June 1859. Dog show is not a comparison of one dog to a comparison to one dog or another, but a comparison of each dog to a judge mental image of ideal breed types as outlined in the individual breeds. Breed standards. Dog show judges attempt to identify dogs who and more is the public standards for each breed. This may be challenging because some judges must neglectively be objective. As an example, what examples a fur coat or a cheerful attitude description found in its breed standards can only be learned through the experience with the breed that has the particular requirement. Judges are generally certified to judge on several breeds using in the same group. But a few all breed judges have the training and experience to judge members of breeds.
Swatch up there. Okay. Dogs com compete at a dog show to earn points or certification towards championship titles. The Kennel Club UK system, which is also used by the Australian National Kennel Council and in other countries is considered most difficult to earn a title under. Um, sponsored international shows that differ from other shows in that dogs first receive individual written description of positive and negative qualities from the judge, and only dogs with high ratings go on to compete against other dogs in the class. A dog must receive four intervention certificates for a championship. One must be one in the dog's own country, and at least two in other countries under at least three different judges. United Kingdom. There are several types of shows in the United Kingdom. The Kennel Club also operates a separate show open to mixed breeds, Scruffs, which judges its contestants on character, health, and temperament with people and other dogs. The rules for the United Kennel Club uses a different point system than in the U.S. Championship requires a combination of points and competition wins. Points are awarded at breed level for each win. For example, winning the class earns 10 points in non-variety breeds and 5 in variety breeds. Even though there are no other dogs to beat in the class, competition wins are wins over at least one other dog, whether in their own breed, such as going best female or male, or best of winners, or higher level. A championship requires a total of 100 points and three competition wins. I want to learn about Scruffs. Let's go to Scruffs. Scruffs is an in is an informal national dog competition where crossbreed dogs of any parentage are allowed to compete. Launched in 2000, it is hosted by the Kennel Club of the United Kingdom and is named after Criff's its world-famous annual show for pedigrees. As scruff dogs compete for the title of Most Handsome Dog for dogs aged 6 months to 7 years. Prettiest, whoa, dog, uh, aged six to seven years. Childless best friend for dogs aged six months to 12 years, held by a child six to 16 years. Golden oldie for dogs aged eight to 12. Scrust was designed for people or families who do not have a pure bred dog and want to experience confirmation competition with their dog. It is an opportunity to properly socialize dogs and further strengthen the bond between dog and owner, as well as to help people meet others with a similar interest in dogs. Just as crossbreeds are not allowed to enter true competition shows, purebred dogs are not eligible for scrubs, regardless of whether or 
registration, the Kennel Club judges cannot refer to a breed standard, and therefore dogs are judged only on good character, good health, and good temperament with both people and dogs, according to Ricky. A past judge, one year the competition was won by a three-legged dog. The entry fee for scrubs is only... It says two-something. And money raised goes to the Kennel Club Charitable Trust. Every year, heats are held. Hearts are held around the country. Of where... Of to first, second, and third position in each class. Each dog that receives a first placement is eligible to compete in the finale. In 2012, this was also the Discovery Dog Show in November at Early Court Exhibition Center since 2013. The United States. I live in the United States, so this one would refer to my dogs. There are several classes pre-bred in American Kennel Club Dog Show. Puppies sometimes divide between 6 to 9 months and 9 to 12 months. 12 to 18 months, those that fall in the age range are eligible. Mavious dogs over six months are eligible as long as they have not won points yet. Have you not yet won three play first place prizes in the class and have not won first prize in the breed by I'm not sure. Exhibited American breed or open class. Amateur owner handler, where the owner is exhibiting the dog and has not received funds for showing any of their dog. Breed by exhibitor, where the person handling the dog is the owner and a breeder of record. American bred, the class is reserved for dogs in the U.S. Open any dog that is over six months. Old can enter this class. Competitions are not allowed in any other class and are only permitted to enter this class. Although in most cases they skip the class competition entirely and are entered directly in the best of breed. The American breed and open classes are mandatory for each show while the others are in some cases, one or more of these classes may be divided by color, height, weight, or coating. A dog can actually earn points doing these awards, depending on the number of dogs of its sex and competition that were competing against it. In American Kettle Club, a dog needs 15 points to become a champion, with each win gaining anywhere from 0 to 5 points, depending on the number of dog competitions and the area where the show is held, at least two wins must be set on more points. There's Canada. Oh, okay. Cross World Dog Show is sponsored by international champions and confirmation and other dogs. Location. 
One small kennel club show in New York City. Mixed Breeds Dog Show. Any dog can compete. The doggy doors have been open for mixed breeds of the world, and any dog from a Labradoodle to a German Shepherd Chihuahua mix to a Hens 57 can compete in a dog show and probably display a CH before his or her name. Mixed Breed Dogs Clubs of America is a national organization that hosts the shows for mixed and mutts and runs them in much the same way other competitions are run. Dogs are judged on confirmation, obedience, and relay for confirmation rather than dogs being judged separately according to breed. Dogs are separated into three small size three into three size groups. Small dogs compete against small dogs, medium against medium, and so forth. And as with other similar competition, males and females are judged separately. So, how does a mixed breed dog club compare a dog's gruff Shih Tzu mix to a Yorkie mini pin mix rather than use ex exact breeding standards? Dogs are judged by their general appearance, physical condition, temperament, body shape, coat color, gait, and other factors. Well, I hope you all have a great day and enjoy this little fun facts about dog shows. Today, we're going to talk about chihuahuas. That's right, the chihuahua dog. A cute little fuzzy chihuahua. We're going to find some fun facts and learn about them. Okay. Chihuahua facts. Chihuahuas is the world's smallest dog breed with an average weight ranging between 2 to 8 pounds and an average height rating between 6 to 9 inches. They belong to the group of dog breeds. These dogs all got their name from the largest state in Mexico, also called Chihuahua. They have an average lifespan of 14 to 16 years. They come in more than 30 different colors and varieties. Completely right is the rarest of all the colors. They generally breed with a companion to be a companion to humans. Chihuahua facts. Chihuahua is a distinct descendant of a breed called the T E C H I C H I, which was kept by the. How long they got? We're gonna. What's going on? Yeah. Okie dokie, artichokey, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. 
I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokey, Artichokey. Ad break is now. I hope y'all like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.